Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. As gay, lesbian, bi, and trans people, sometimes we are so freaking challenged with being who we are and owning our worth. And we're so sick of going through those exercises of everybody else defining who we're supposed to be. And then sometimes we're even like, oh, we just have to accept that people think that this is who we are for one reason or another. And then before you know, it, we find ourselves in a relationship or something like that. And the whole freaking pattern starts all over again. Why? Because we get stuck in this people pleasing, got to be this way sort of thing. And I know there's not one of you listening to what I just said. That's probably not like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I hear you, Rick. Well, today I feel really privileged to have somebody who has done a music video and everything kind of along these lines where we're going to just like dive into this. His name is Joey Salinas. He is doing some amazing stuff with his music and his art. And I'm so excited to have this fellow Californian on the podcast chatting it up about what do you do when it's like, hey, it is truly my time and I've got too much going on to keep playing this game with you people. So um, Joey, welcome to the podcast, man. So happy to have you here, buddy. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, I haven't had you. I mean, we're just talking here, so let's not push the envelope, man. Okay. But uh, well, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Young. Yeah, exactly. The day is still young and, and we do have something in common. We used to live pretty close to each other. Didn't know it, but um, that was pretty cool to figure out once when we were just beginning to chat. But um, so let's kind of like dive in here, man. You know, this, my time, too much going on. It really came out of like, Hey, I've got to own my worth. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, the song itself came about um, after a short stint of me kind of losing my way. I was uh, avoiding being in a relationship for a while. And I met this guy who was very persistent. He really wanted to, uh, you know, have more than what we had at the time. And I finally said, you know what, let me give this a shot. And I kid you not, literally, the moment I made that decision, maybe about a week or so later, he was like, um, you know, I just, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Um, I don't know if this is what I want. And mind you, this was after months, almost a whole year of being pursued. And I finally came in and it was like, oh, you know, I don't, I just, I don't know what, I, it, I don't know if this is what I want. It just, it threw me for a loop. Damn him. Yeah, well, yes, it threw me for a loop. And I was like, what the hell? And um, during that short uh, window, I met somebody else who kind of helped realign me, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, because he was someone that uh, he functioned differently than what I was familiar to in terms of a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't make it official. It wasn't a full-blown Right. you know, relationship in, in terms of being a couple. Um, but it had enough of an impact to bring me back into focus. And um, 
And uh, I had already started writing my time sometime in the spring of that year. Yeah. Before my mini meltdown happened. And then I finished the song after after the after that summer when I met the 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 guy that helped realign me. Um I was able to figure out the rest of the song basically mm-hmm. and, and what the meaning of the song was going to be. So, um, um, it, you know, after that second stint and being realigned, I came to the realization of, okay, I need to get back into my craft. I need to get back into what I love. I need to focus on that, right. focus on myself. And then maybe when I get all my ducks in a row, I'll be able to invite the proper person or people in my life and it was interesting because it wasn't just romantic relationships that I had that with at that particular time it was also working relationships and friendships that Mm. apparently somehow I had invited all of this non-productive and negative energy my way without realizing it and I needed a reset basically you know Mm -hmm. And once I had that reset, I was like, okay, these certain friendships are no good. They don't bring anything into my life. They're toxic more than anything. Right. And um, that needs to go. The business relationships, they were like, um, we weren't seeing eye to eye and I wasn't being heard. So I was like, that's got to go. Wow. And then as far as the relationships, uh, romantic ones were concerned, I needed to focus on myself and not give so much of myself to somebody until that person proves that they're worth it they're worth the time Um, and until then i need to focus on myself the time needs to be spent on me and i need to work on me and and cater to myself which is where essentially the the song came from right and it's interesting to hear you say that because so many people that i've had the privilege to work with as a coach and then interview on these podcasts this working on yourself thing (laughs) is such a hot trigger button. It's either like, oh, you just say you're really like a selfish asshole. No, I need to figure some of this out so I can be better. Or, oh, well, that's so good. You're working on yourself. So go do that. I don't have, I mean, I've heard every story under the sun when people talk about working on themselves. And it always is interesting to me that whoever's making the comment <laughs> I almost want to turn to them, slap the shit out of them and go, yeah, and maybe you need to try this too, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it's where the yeah. growth really happens. And yeah. it's not, sometimes it's not easy. I mean, I, I'm sure just kind of how you've shared, it's like, there was probably some pain through all that. And there was some like, oh, wow, I'm seeing myself in a way that I'm not sure I like seeing myself this way. But the beauty is at least what I've seen when I've done this and now I'm perfect. Just, I am not just practically perfect. (laughs) I am perfect in every way at this point. But when I go through that, I see such a different piece of myself. That's like, Oh, wow. Glad to see that now kind of in focus. Now, what do I get to go do with that? Or what do I want to take that and make of that to catapult myself forward i'm curious did did that kind of happen for you too that you started to finally go "Ooh, i can do this or i can see this and it's painful but look what i can get from that Mm. well for me it was i had to so i'm the oldest of four and a lot of my behavior in general i feel kind of stems from that you know as the oldest of four i've been 
responsible for a lot of things, you know, responsible for my siblings, responsible for doing things a certain way, um, expected to be mature and grown up. Um, you know, a lot of things that, uh, are typical of the eldest of, you know, your siblings or, or, you know, your, your children that you have. And so a lot of my personality, uh, stems from that i would say it, I'm, I'm always you know looking to take care of other people i'm always looking for everybody else's better interest in spite of my own and that particular summer with that particular person that i had kind of pushed away for a while and then finally give, gave into um he kind of helped me realize you know what i do this way too much with everybody else mm-hmm. I need to start doing this with myself yep um and it was happening it was it was a trickle effect before that you know with friends and family and work um but he was like the milestone moment where i was like okay this is this is the straw that broke the camel's back this right here is the the epitome of the reason why i need to focus on myself and so you know um yeah that that's kind of where my mind went um after that whole situation, I, um, I find it interesting was, to listen to you say this because it's, it's that, it's that moment where something happens. Hmm. And when you said trickle down, it's like, it's almost kind of like it's been, bur- you know, kind of like bubbling there under the surface. Like we know yeah. this is probably something that we need to do. And hmm. I'm raising my hand as the oldest in the family. There's only two of us, but that, that expectation. Mm-hmm is something that always drove me like, okay, well then do this. This is what I'm expecting, you know, do this. This is what I'm supposed to show up. Okay. I'm supposed to be this. And ironically, even today, just before we started recording this, I'm having the same kind of conversation with my husband about, you know, Hey, maybe for Thanksgiving, I should stay because now my dad's getting ready to have some surgery. Like a few days after we're supposed to come back from Thanksgiving this year. I'm like, Oh, and I'm willing to do that, but I'm like, well, wait, Rick, stop. Why are you doing this? What is it you're doing this for? Make sure you're make sure you're taking care of yourself, even though you want mm. to be there to support mom and to support dad. Yeah. But do it for the right reasons. Don't do it because, oh, this is what the oldest son should be doing. And of course, you know, my first mm. thought is my brother, he may step up to the plate. And not that he's like a, a douchebag or anything, but we haven't had the conversation yet. But you know, the older yeah. it's like, he's never gonna step up and that <laughs> I, I could go there like in a heartbeat, you know. But that introspection piece of, okay, what do I need to do to make sure if I decide to make this happen, that as I do this, that I make sure I'm part of the equation versus Mm -hmm. let's just do this, you know, and then suddenly you're fully in and you're not part of the, you're not part of the solution. And that's, I think where a lot of us get is like, we may feel like we're part of the solution, but suddenly everything we're doing, like, like your story, it's like, okay, I'm all in with this guy. And then suddenly, okay, well now I'm not, I wasn't part of his solution after all. So what is something that you've learned through all this? Um, well, I have funny enough, you know, everything's interconnected, right? So the song itself stemmed from, uh, relationships gone wrong or the start of a relationship that shouldn't have started at all basically is what that is <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it, it has like again not to use the same term but it has a trickle down effect right you know yeah um it taught me 
how to say no to certain situations. Mm. It taught me boundaries um, to bring up the second guy that helped, you know, steer me in the right direction. Um, he taught me boundaries. And it had it not been for the fallout of the previous relationship, I wouldn't have met him. And I wouldn't have learned that lesson because with him, um, like the tiniest thing that you wouldn't even think twice about when you're arguing with somebody um, or disagreeing with somebody, a lot of times some people go straight to insulting without knowing it, like maybe name calling um, or, you know, some kind of a put down to a situation. Um, and uh, and uh, um, he kind of taught me to use different words to communicate, mm-hmm. um, to get across a different uh a different point of view of the other person. So like, for example, if I thought something was stupid, instead of calling that person that, I would say, well, look, I don't agree with that. I think X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it just, it kind of made me shift my dialogue. And it also helped me uh, not accept that in my space. So like, if I have right. a disagreement with somebody now, if it's friends or family, and their uh, automatic go-to is, well, you're stupid because of blah, blah, blah. It's like, wait, hold on. Before we continue, you need to rephrase what you said and communicate that differently because we're not doing that. We're not, we're not yeah. insulting each other for no reason. We're not, we're not throwing words out just to throw them out. If you want to make your point, make your point. But, mm-hmm. you know, once you start using different you know, derogatory phrases right. and stuff to try to get your point across, then it just, you know, it cancels it out. So... It, yeah, it definitely taught me boundaries and it taught me um, how to say no, mm-hmm. I would say are the two main takeaways um, from that experience that the song kind of helped me through. Mm-hmm. You know, It's interesting as you were talking through that because it's probably one of the hardest things to do is start to use different language and words, first of all, with mm-hmm. ourselves, you know, um, and then to take the brave step and say, hold on, stop. We can't go further until we address this because this no longer works. This no longer works in our communication. And even with my husband, I mean, we've been together now going, we're 20 years going on 21 now. And it's been one of the things that in the last five years, I've really noticed how I and he, like we just, we take our time in our responses there's not so much reaction anymore. It's like, okay, how do we respond? And we also have learned how to do this. Like we can do this and be at like the height of like, we're kind of at each other, but we're at the, at each other in a really higher frequency where it's not like, fine, the doors are going to slam or I'm gone or, you know, there's none of the drama when like it's done and over with sort of stuff. Mm. Um, And it's interesting to see that happen, but I'm also cognizant of the fact and maybe it's because i'm married to a latino guy that there's a a latino culture piece that kind of plays into this too for a lot of people in the latin culture and so then suddenly you've got that this is how we do (laughs) kind of like italians you just get loud and you do it you know and and then you add like the twist of being gay, and then that's a whole nother like <laughs> we just went off a whole nother direction. So how much has that played into like here I am as a, a gay man of Latina descent, and 
how I do this, how much has that been like a kind of twist in how you do things as well? Um, I'm sure, I'm sure that there's certain moments where it doesn't help, um, you know, because as, as you know, since you're married to a Latin man, uh, Mm -hmm. we can be very, very fiery. Yep. Um, and then add the gay element to it, you know, so you got fire and sass all in in one package. It doesn't, it doesn't help certain situations for sure. But, um, you know, I, I like to say, I like to think that I'm self-aware. Um, there are, of course, certain things that I might miss that other people will point out to me, sure. Um, but I think for the most part, I'm pretty self-aware. And I try my hardest to assess myself before I um, will communicate something out, I guess, mm-hmm. so that you know, what I want to say is clear and that there's no misunderstanding. Right. And, you know, in terms of the situation that, that created the song, I felt that I was very clear in my messaging. You know, initially I was like, no, I don't want to be in a relationship. It's, you know, I had my reservations because of, you know, past situations, which oddly enough is still an ongoing thing. And, you know, maybe I'll figure it out. Maybe I won't. But um, the issue that I was having back then was um, was the career that I've chosen. You know, it's mm-hmm. not the easiest at times to be in a relationship with somebody based right. off of what I do for work. Yep. Um, you know, that's not the case all the time, but it just happens to be my particular experience that, you know, whoever I've ended up with in the past will initially be okay with, Oh yeah, he sings and he does entertainment work and he, you know, works in movies and commercials and, and, you know, it all sounds glamorous and fun until they're in the midst of it. And all of a sudden it's in the past, it's turned into, well, why do you have to work so much? Why do you have to be on set so much? Why do you have to be at the club so much? Why do you have to this so much? Why are you in the studio? So it's like, why this? Why? And it's like, this is, this is what i do right yeah this is what you walked into and then you know there's that element of it and then there's also the insecurity element of it Mm -hmm. um because a lot of people aren't used to someone being so upfront yeah and it being you know black and white without any like hidden context or whatever and i feel like i'm pretty i'm a pretty honest person and i tell people exactly what my intentions are or you know what's going on and a lot of people aren't used to that they're like well does he really mean that is he really doing what he says he's it's just it became this whole thing where i'm like okay i don't want to deal with that but but joey don't you think that's because and you said this and and this is where i'm like want to kind of connect what you just said just now with what you said a few minutes ago when you're self-aware at least Mm -hmm. my perspective because again, you and I are both perfect. Now I know you and I, why we're having this conversation. We're both on this. <laughs> we're both way. Mary Poppins. We're yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the self-awareness is, an, uh, is, to me, is the thing that helped me get to the place where I could be very black and white and like say mm-hmm. what I need to say, not as an asshole. Some people right. consider it that, but not as mm-hmm. an asshole, but I'm just, I say it the way I see it. And there's a lot of people who they can't, first, they can't do that. So there's Mm -hmm. that group that like, I can't do that. So you piss me off because you can do that. 
And then there's those that can't accept that other people do that. So that pisses them off, which self-awareness to me is just being able to say, here's how I see things. Not saying yeah. I'm hundred percent right, but here's how I see that. And this is my perspective, which really I feel like is an extension of us coming out as gay men or lesbian or bi or whatever, but you have, you know, I happen to be gay men when we can finally yeah. say, this is who I am. Anybody who's straight, it's kind of like, well, but I didn't have to say that. Well, no, you didn't have to say that because the world says that for you. So this black yeah. and whiteness comes out of our beautiful rainbowness, so to speak, and people don't know what to do with it. I agree. Because it's just not their nature. And I don't know. I'm not an asshole. Sometimes I am. Well, but I think, I think with them, they didn't have that extra layer of having to define who they were. You know, right. we're, we're having to explain who we are right. constantly. And, and um, you as a man of color are also having to deal with that piece of that as well. Yeah. And so, I mean, representation and everything becomes a part of this. And I've said this before, yeah. and I, I'm not going to quit saying it. I can walk down the street and nobody knows I'm gay. Okay. Mm -hmm. My brothers and sisters of color, they can't walk down to the street and go, well, you don't know I'm black or you don't know I'm Latino. It's obvious. So then suddenly mm -hmm. judgments start. Then you layer mm -hmm. that on with, oh, now you're gay within your own culture and communities, that's like, can be a huge explosion. And then yeah. within our lovely LGBTQ crowd, and especially gay men's crowd, we start hitting the no blacks, no Hispanics, no Asians. It's like, really, it's just this whole thing starts to explode. So why not be who you are, own it, be it, and let that be part of how you show up in the world. Because there's too much other stuff you're going to have to fight anyway. And that's why I loved when you shared that about you're just black and white. Because yeah. why not just be that? If somebody's going to have a beef with you already, then you might as well just put, <laughs> add the rest of the beef onto the equation, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not necessarily about... Um, well, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, it's not about uh, just making it always about a, a moment either. But it's like... right. I just, I I'd rather say what I need to say. And, I, and I've had to learn to do this in the right way, not like be politically correct per se, but say what I need to say in a way that's, and I guess a good example of this is like, you know, when I used to be in the circles where I was married to a woman and we had the kids and everything before the divorce. And then afterwards where I'm like, okay, I'm back in those circles. And it's like, oh, what did you and your wife do? Oh, me and my husband went wine tasting this weekend and just like, let it lay. That's what I mean. I'm like just very black and white about that. It's like, I am not yeah. going to hide this anywhere at this point. Well, so, okay. That now I remember what my point was, which is. That's why you know, I did this to get you back on point. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for guiding me. Right. Of course. You're amazing. Yes. Um, I know that. Well, anyway. you know, it's, it's about, you know, it's, it's about not having to have all these dramatics, right? Yes. It's about just being and. It just makes life easier if you go about it that way, you know, because then all the extra stuff, all the, uh, all the fluff, mm -hmm. you know, it's already unnecessary yep. and it just, it just causes extra effort that's not necessary, you know, which is why I try my, try to be as transparent as possible, you know, just in general, uh, with, mm -hmm. with, 
anything. And it's funny that you would bring up the topic of, you know, just having normal conversation with people, but you did, you know, for the day. And um, you kind of just, as a matter of fact, we mentioned your husband. I've found myself in moments where even to this day, I will go into that space smoothly, but then yep. other times I get triggered and I'm like, oh, maybe I should say things a different way. Right. Like if somebody's like, oh, you know, um, so uh, when are you going to get a girlfriend? And it's like, well, it's a very easy way to be like, well, I'm not because I'm gay. Right. Right. You know, but for whatever reason, there are certain moments where even simple conversations like that, um, you start overanalyzing and overthinking mm -hmm. and it's unnecessary. It just causes unnecessary uh, stress and drama, you know, when you could just be transparent. But part um, of that, Joe, so is I'm because still, I'm still working on that. Yes, but part of that is because society has not enabled us to just truly be. Yeah, I mean, let's let's and not bullshit around this. It's yes, it's much improved, but it's not perfect yet. You know, there's no, times right. I'm and, I'm and just like, hmm, you know, should I even go there or not? And sometimes I just don't go there. I don't feel guilty about it. I'm like, yeah, if I'm sitting on a even though I usually almost every person I sit on an airplane next to, they, they kind of hear it, but there are times that I'm like, I, I don't really, I don't need to go here. You know, I just don't need to go there with it. And I don't, I don't go there now. I don't not go there out of shame anymore or fear. Sometimes I'm just like, like you said, I just don't have the energy for this. I just, mm -hmm. I don't. And the thing is, is we'll never quit coming out of the closet. I don't, I don't foresee a time that I'll ever quit until I'm, six feet under or ashes sprinkled over the sea or whatever. But I, I put a lot of that pressure at this point on society. Like it still has been made yeah. it easy enough for us to be who we are or to even say, okay, I've just got too much else going on kind of back to your song to do this with you right now. You know? Yeah. But I love this idea of this whole, you know, you, the song came about and everything. Then suddenly there's this, for those who have not, you know, haven't seen this video and everything, the great creativity piece of you playing all these characters. I'll let you kind of explain it, but it really, it really plays to the my time. And I, it's ironic when, when Jeff, your PR guy approached me and said, Hey, what about Joey? It hit me the right day. Mm-hmm. Not because I, I was like, oh, crap, I need a guest. But it's like, I'm, I'm really wanting something that like speaks to where a lot of people are right now. Because I feel like this lovely little Petri dish we've been in with COVID. I've seen it not only in my personal coaching clients, but in my professional um, clients that I coach around speaking and becoming professional speakers. There's just been this huge surge of, I got to go be me. It's my time to do my thing. And then when you, when I watch the video and I see all the cool characters, which again, I'll let you explain. I love it that it's just another expression of you saying, it's my time. I'm going to show up my way. I'm going to be me throughout this video. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about the inspiration now behind this. And um, I mean, I know you've got people that are your, you know, Mariah's and Mike, George Michael and Aerosmith, all those people, but there's something unique about this video that really well, seems to have inspired you. Yeah, the um, the visual for the song, for, for the video, stems from when I first started performing the song. 
um, a while back. Um, I'm a huge Tim Burton fan. I love his movies. I love his visual and artistry. And um, at the time that I was putting together performances for my time to promote it, um, Alice in Wonderland had come out. Um, his version of it with Johnny Depp and, and all the rest of them. Right. And, uh, uh, and I loved that whole imagery of it. And somehow it just kind of hit me. I was like, you know what? The song's about time and about not wasting it. Uh, who better to narrate that than the white rabbit? Cause throughout the entire story, he's like, fuck y'all. I, I got somewhere to be. I got places, to, you know, places to be things to do. And I have no time for any foolishness because I'm late, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought, what better character to narrate than the White Rabbit? Um, and for the performances, when I first started performing the song, I was performing it as the Mad Hatter mm -hmm. because he was the centerpiece in the movie, in the, right. in the, you know, in the remake with Johnny Depp. I felt Johnny Depp was the centerpiece as opposed to Alice. And um, I was like, yeah, that, that would be a fun character to dress up as right. or, you know, kind of have some kind of a, a resemblance to for the performances. So I basically the very first time I performed my time too much going on, it was before I had even released it and it was still a demo. I performed that one and another song that ended up on um, the, the EP uh, Identity Chapter One. So it was um, my time and stomp. Mm -hmm. And um, I had turned it into a medley. So I started with my time. And in between, I did a pop medley with uh, uh, Cold Hearted Snake, uh, Janet Jackson's If, and mm -hmm. uh, Madonna's Human Nature. And then I ended it with Stomp. And we performed it as the Alice in Wonderland characters. So I was the Mad Hatter. I had, a, um, And then all the dancers were the other characters. I had the Red Queen, the White Queen, the White Rabbit, the Tweedles. I had all the right. Cheshire Cat, you know, all that fun stuff. And so when the idea of putting the video together happened, I was like, uh, duh, I already have the concept. I've already done it. Why don't we just do that as the video? Right. And um, it somehow just kind of came together magically because I was able to figure out a great video concept with that, with those characters in mind. And basically in the video, I, as myself, am sucked out of reality into this time loop. Yeah. Um, and it segues from the previous video, which was Wonderland, ironically, the name of the song right. is Wonderland. <laughs> so I, I got sucked out of reality into this uh, time loop. And um, uh, then I get uh, thrusted into this world where all of these characters live. Mm -hmm. And I'm being basically held hostage by the Mad Hatter, who I play. Uh, and he traps me in this loop. Um, with the uh, caterpillar, right? Uh, who was played by a wonderful friend of mine, uh, and she, the way she would keep me in the illusion was with her smoke, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, and then throughout the video, the white rabbit was narrating it, so singing the song throughout the video and dancing with the legion of uh, rabbits, as I call it, right? Right. Um, and so. Um, that's kind of how that whole concept came together. Um, the concept of, of being in a time loop uh, resonated with me because of the constant loop that we're in sometimes without even knowing where we may fall into the same relationship patterns. Mm -hmm. For me, it was always catering to other people. 
So that was my loop, you know, and it kind of just culminated with that last relationship where I was like, okay, I didn't want to be in one, but since you want to be in one and you've been persisting for so long, fine, let's try this out. And it backfired on me, you know, Mm. and I had to break that cycle. I had to break the cycle of worrying about everybody else and focus on myself and, and, you know, pushing myself forward. Cause otherwise like everybody's going to leave and then I'm going to be left with nothing. Right. So why not build myself? Mm-hmm. So that was my time loop. And that's how I wanted to illustrate that in the video of me breaking out of the time loop and then, uh, uh, you know, pushing through it and, 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 uh, and, uh, you know, triumphing up. It's really on the other side. Yeah. It's really fascinating to hear you describe this because so many of us in life, but I'm going to kind of come back to our LGBTQ roots. <clears throat> we get stuck in our time loop of before coming out and we stay in that loop. And I'm, I want to be out, but I, I, I don't know. I don't. And it's like this loop. And it's, <laughs> it's ironic that you said those words because I literally was working with a client yesterday who's coming out. And I said, so if you could describe what you feel like right now. (laughs) And he said, I feel like I'm in this repeating time loop that I just cannot get out of. Cause I wake up, I go do my thing. I pretend to be happy. I pretend to be this dad. He goes, and I do love my kids. He goes, I'm a dad. I love my kids, but it's all this surface thing. And then he goes, actually, it's almost like groundhog day. I go to sleep and I wake up and it's right back in the same. And it's so it's interesting now that we're having this conversation to hear the time loop, you know, reference, because I think for so many people, especially in our beautiful LGBTQ community, even after we break through and come out, it becomes very easy to get back in another time loop of, okay, now Mm -hmm. here's how the LGBTQ community wants me to be. And then suddenly we're serving all these other, you know, masters within our own community and again folks i'm not knocking our community i love us but you know we can kind of be bitches at times about what it means to be gay and lesbian and all this other stuff but it it is a really fascinating way that you put this together and i love the you know creativity of it and everything but there's something that jeff had said to me when we were talking about you and then in the press release it's like you spent a lot of time as a latchkey kid which i did too in your bedroom listening to music did you ever in your mind's eye see something like this way back then that this would become your reality for you um i saw a version of it Mm. i always knew that i was going to be performing and or you know singing or or, you know doing something entertainment related because i've always had a love for uh music music and and movies you know music Mm. and film Music and acting. Um, Somewhere along the way, I found a love for dance that I didn't know I was going to have. Uh, So between those three elements as a talent, and then now as I've gotten older, getting more involved in the industry and doing stuff behind the scenes, I have come to find uh, a love for where I'm currently at that I wasn't expecting, but I knew when I was younger, it was going to be some version of living a life in entertainment. And, you know, I feel very blessed to be in the position that I'm in. You know, I 
right. I, lo I love what I do. I love whether it's behind the camera or in front of the camera or in the recording studio or on stage. Um, just being in the environment, you know, I've been very blessed to do many projects of different kinds and different uh, iterations of. And, um, you know, right now I've, I'm being granted the privilege of being able to share my craft as a singer a lot more with the world. And, and part of that, you know, I know a lot of people had a tough time during the pandemic, you know, but then some of us were able to really be productive during the pandemic. And yep. for me, I was able to use that to be productive and really craft out the video concepts that I wanted to put out, you know, and I'm really excited about the attention that the songs have gotten, that the music videos have gotten for, for identity chapter one. Mm -hmm. um, I'm even more excited to show people more videos because I have right. more coming out um, and just continue on with the journey and kind of, you know, explaining the new evolution of the songs as they come out and maybe talk about, how how they came about and listening to how other people interpret it right you know um but yeah I, as a kid i knew it was going to look like something i just didn't know what it was going to look like yeah and I'm, I'm happy to say that i'm content with where it is so far you've got so a far. you've got a you've got a very like a very beautiful soul in essence just like i was closing my eyes there for a minute just like kind of listening because I, I do so many, I do so many of these interviews and get to know the, you know, I get to know the guests for this little bit and then I'm like, okay, I'm done with you bitches. Go away. Right. Um, <laughs> but there's this interesting essence that each one of you kind of shows up with, but there's something about you that it's like, first of all, identity chapter one. I love that because it's like, okay, now then what's next? What's chapter two and you know, all this, but just listening to what you just said, like there's a, contentment but it's not like a settling like i'm content right but i've still got more to do and more to go oh, explore yeah. and more adventures to go on and i wish more of our own community could really embrace that i think sometimes they come they come out of the closet and then okay yay here we are and then they kind of like settle because they get like, okay, gay man. Okay, I'm going to bag on gay man for a minute. Oh, you know, they just want sex. They just want this, they want that. And then suddenly like, okay, why did I even do this? You know, now I, I can't even fit in here. And then they settle or they give up. And one of the things that I feel like is one of the most beautiful things that we can do is keep going. Yeah, you're going to hit some bumps in the road. You're going to have some challenges. And your, your whole story was about, hey, the challenge with the guy and then the other guy that helped you like see something differently. And simultaneously, if you could have predicted this song would have come out of all that, kind of like I would have said back in 99. If somebody told me I'd be doing podcasts with, you know, gay and lesbian and bisexual and transgender people about my journey out of the closet and stuff, I'm like, you got to be kidding. I'm, I'm barely figuring out how I'm going to pay for child support and alimony but now here it is and it's such a beautiful yeah. piece of where we're going so um so real quick before we wrap it up here man what's next for you other than getting back on the set and doing some more work but like what's <laughs> the next the next steps of like videos and stuff you know i'm actually surprised nobody's out here looking for me but uh, <laughs> um so uh now that identity chapter one music video chronicles is out 
um, you know, that's up on my YouTube channel for yep. anybody and everybody to see. You can watch them uh, consecutively. Uh, I have a sub, uh, like a subsection for the music video chronicles so people can see them back to back. The original uh, concept was meant to be a visual album. Yep. Um, but I realized that's going to take too fucking long. So I'm, I'm just going to break this up. I'm going to, I'm going to break this album up into three parts. <laughs> yeah. So instead of doing one long LP um, with a visual attached to it, I decided to break it into three EPs. So now that identity chapter one music videos are done, I'm currently working on the videos for chapter two. Nice. While simultaneously recording songs for chapter three. So this is going to be a long journey um, that, you know, will eventually culminate with all three chapters that would, you know, finally complete the identity project that was meant to be from the beginning. And there'll be music videos for all of the songs, which then, you know, at that point, at the end of chapter three, you'll have visuals for all three chapters. Nice. Which in essence would be the entire visual album, right? So that that is the goal. Right now, I'm currently uh, filming the songs for Identity Chapter 2 and I'm recording new music for Identity Chapter 3. Nice. So that'll all happen within the next year. Very cool. um, a lot sooner than later, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing uh, the, the different... Uh, upcoming chapters with everyone everyone got to know me in chapter one as joseph which was how people referred to me when i was younger when i was a kid Mm -hmm. which in essence was my beginning right and then chapter two is going to delve into a more urban grungy r&b sound which is kind of where i was in my teens and my adolescence um back then people called me joe a lot so i went from joseph to joe i was you know it went to a more cool element i guess right you would say um and then chapter three will end with um joey which is how Mm. people know me now and uh those songs are super fun i can't wait till people hear those and i can't wait for people to see and hear the songs off of chapter two yeah uh identity chapter one and two are both available on all streaming platforms so um your listeners can hear all of those songs now and we, um, and we will make the, sure they can. Right? They, everything will be connected to the podcast show page and everything. They'll like, yeah. connect um, that all So up. those those are available for sure for everybody to listen to. Um, the videos for Chapter 2 will be coming at the top of the year. Nice. Yeah. And then we'll wrap up uh, 2022 with Chapter 3 is the Very idea. Cool. Very cool, yep. man. Congrats on all this, man just uh, i love so much i just love listening to this and hearing it and um just the energy behind what you're doing and the progression and the different chapters and everything it's it's very cool and um would love to have you back when like chapter three like okay here we go you know we're finally making a wrap and like like see the full thing come you know full circle so to speak so well i don't want to get in trouble like holding you back from doing the shit you're supposed to be doing man but thanks for taking time out of this and being here and sharing yourself so i am exactly where i need to be at this present moment cool and i appreciate you for uh allowing me the time oh of course it's been a great conversation and we'll have everything available so you can connect with joey see his videos all that good stuff on the show page and um, again thank you joey for being here and um can't wait to like see where you go and what you do next man of course
course. Thank you so much. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted.